Welcome to Arts Roll Call, a podcast showcasing artists and arts organizations, highlighting the role of the arts today in Greater Lansing. I'm Robin Miner Swartz. I'm an editor, communications consultant, and lifelong arts advocate. And today I'm talking with Ivan Eiler, a Michigan-based artist best known for his larger-than-life kinetic metal sculptures. Ivan creates works that highlight the intersection of science and art, creating realistic pieces that breathe movement and life into inanimate objects. He's passionate about inspiring a sense of wonder and curiosity with his art, which he creates through metal fabrication, sculpting, carving, engraving, blacksmithing, painting, leathersmithing, and more. And you can see Ivan's work throughout Michigan and on the Netflix original series, Metal Shop Masters. Ivan, welcome to Arts Roll Call. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Well, your path as an artist has been interesting from creating the first City of Lansing Arts Impact Project, the portrait of a dreamer sculpture in downtown Lansing, to making the world's largest brown trout sculpture. And then recently you landed a spot on that Netflix series. Um, where did this path start for you? How did you become a metal sculptor? Oh, well, to be honest with you, I've always been, you know, always been an artist. You know, I was the kid that was drawing on the desk who wasn't going to amount to anything. I don't know if I've said that a number of times, but... That was just kind of how it was, but but really with metal sculpting, it just started as soon as I started welding. I was maybe 15 or 16 when I first learned how to weld, and, and I was wanting to uh, you know build motorcycles. That was kind of what what started that. You know, I'd already been doing that up to the point that I needed to learn how to weld to be able to go farther. And you know, I'd done things before as far as metal work, but then had other people do welding for me, and then that's when I started actually doing that part of it myself. And was making sculptures at the same time. I didn't sell any, but, <laughs> but I've been doing it since I was pretty young. Do you remember the first piece you sculpted? Uh, yeah, the first piece that I ever made was uh, it was uh, something I made out of an old dryer that was being thrown away, and I skinned it and hammered it out and made this little uh, this little model of a of a woman, and actually still have it sitting around. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, how important was your connection to the Arts Council in growing your reputation as a sculpture artist, especially in Greater Lansing? Oh, big. Yeah, very big. I mean, it was it was through the public sculptures that I started doing and learning about through the Arts Council that I had a I had a very huge impact on my career as an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the jobs that I found to put public sculptures up around Michigan came through the Arts Council, so it was huge. Most of your sculptures are life-size or even larger-than-life depictions of your subject matter. Why are you drawn to creating such big pieces? Because there's money in public sculpting. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it boils down to when you're trying to create something in a public setting, something very large has an impact on people. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as you take something from out of a studio or out of a home and put it you know, outside in a, a place for people to see it, the larger the better in terms of people actually being able to, uh, you know, be impacted by it. So mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the large stuff really came from. Yeah. What do you look for when you see people interacting with your sculptures? What goes through your mind? Oh, I just enjoy it. That That's great. That's really the best part of it for me. You know, especially mm -hmm. if I'm doing something like Scrap Fest, you know, mm -hmm. seeing kids' eyes light up when they're looking at like a, mechanical animal that I've made or something like that. It's, that's really what does it for me in terms of just like, you know, being, uh, yeah, inspired to create more. It's nice mm -hmm. to be able to see like, uh, yeah, nice to be able to see somebody looking at something like that and just wondering like, 
you know, how and why and just kind of, you know, feeling a little bit of, uh, yeah, inspiration and awe through something that I've created. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Scrap Fest, you've participated in several of them in Old Town. How did that help prepare you or did it prepare you for that competitive atmosphere that you experienced on Metal Shop Masters? I mean, to an extent it did for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest thing with that was uh, as I'm doing that, as I'm doing that show, you know, it's definitely a competition, but you know, you have a couple of weeks, now you have even a month where, you know, it's a lot, a lot more time than 10 hours, but, but still at the same time, um, yeah, just, just taking and, and trying to come up with something on the fly and build it. That definitely helped me with that for sure. And to be honest with you, being a part of, uh, scrap fest was probably a big part of the reason why i even got on to that that tv show because it was a lot of the pieces that i had created for scrap fest that caught their interest in the first place so if that's not for great. scrap fest i might have never done that either it's <laughs> really great what surprised you about yourself during that experience what surprised me about myself mm-hmm. hmm um I don't, I don't really know. I guess nothing, I suppose. I mean, did, did you find a certain competitive nature came out that you hadn't experienced no. before? Or what, what was that part of it like? No, nothing like that. No, we all got along right off the bat. Those are really good people. Everybody on that show was great. And mm-hmm. yeah, it felt like I made a, you know, not just a bunch of friends, but a whole new family, mm-hmm. you know, from all those people. And I still keep in contact with all of them. So yeah, even great. the judges and, Still in contact with everybody that had something to do with that show. Hell, even the producer of the show, I'm still in contact with him <laughs> as well. How did being on the show affect your career and your popularity as a sculptor? Well, it definitely helped with the popularity, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. As far as the social media stuff goes, that all blew right up. You know, started getting a lot more calls, a lot more attention, you know, for the work mm-hmm. that I do. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, something I'd kind of anticipated. I figured it's going to be one of those things where you're going to be on a Netflix show, you know, doing what you do. Mm-hmm. it's going to kind of be like the first day of the rest of your life as far as your career goes. And it has been that for sure. It's kind of uh, helping to get me closer to what I actually really would, would love to be doing. So that's, that's been really nice. So what is the, the segment that interests you the most in terms of all of the art you produced? I listed that, that whole long list of the media that you were, you work in, but do you have a favorite child in there? Just metal work in general, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, the kinetics. I mean, when it comes to what I really love to do, it's definitely the kinetic work, kinetic metal sculptures, trying to recreate motions in nature, and you know, or even come up with a motion that, you know, is just inspired by nature. I really enjoy that more than anything. There's not a ton of money in that. You know, most of my money comes from making public sculptures, mm-hmm. and in public sculptures, you tend to try to steer away from. You know, kinetics, especially complicated kinetics, because there's a lot of working parts, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and there's a lot of things that need maintenance over time, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's an outdoor piece. So, you know, if I could do whatever I wanted in terms of artwork, what I would really love to do is just work on and develop and create really complex mechanical pieces of art and then find a way to make a living at that. You know, if mm-hmm. I have the popularity of as an artist to be able to just sell any piece that I make, that gives me the opportunity to build anything just because I want to build it and then know that if I put that up for sale, somebody out there will buy it. That's really what I would like to do. Mm-hmm. 
Well, your participation in the show was really an exciting moment for all of Lansing. What is it like to have that kind of national attention on you beyond obviously now that you've got some visibility for your work, but how did that feel? Oh, great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it felt wonderful. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're getting, you know, attention and recognition for your artwork as an artist, that's something that all of us strive to do. Mm-hmm. Being able to actually get there to have that. It's, yeah, it's a wonderful feeling. It's got a little bit feel like winning the lottery, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, there are a lot of really creative people living in Greater Lansing and making not only amazing 2D and 3D art, but also making films, recording music, writing poetry and plays. What is the formula for us getting some national exposure, do you think, as an artist in a smaller city? I mean, really what it boils down to is it doesn't matter where you're an artist. You know, nowadays the world's a lot smaller because of the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they found me all the way out in Los Angeles just through the stuff I do on social media. And at that time when they found me, I only had a couple thousand followers. And they just went down a rabbit hole of hashtags and found me through that as a metal sculptor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, essentially I would say, you know, utilizing the, uh, the social media stuff, even if it's not something that you particularly like, I was a holdout for a long time and didn't really care about it or have any desire to do that stuff. But once I started doing that, it's really what kind of, you know, allowed me to, uh, to move forward and get my work out there. You know, we have this opportunity to put ourselves in front of everybody around the world mm-hmm. and it's at our fingertips. So to not utilize that, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's just another tool, you know, in your toolbox. Do you have a preferred social media platform where you're producing content? I mean, yeah, I use uh, Instagram more than anything, I would say, for mm-hmm. sure. The stuff that I do on uh, on Facebook, it's all just stuff that gets put there or pushed there from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Instagram would be the biggest one, you know, and then TikTok's an up-and-comer, so I try to put stuff on there, but I also have, uh, also have stuff on YouTube. I just try to put things out as much as I can, but Instagram is a good one. The nice mm-hmm. thing about Instagram for an artist is it shows you a whole list of things that uh, that the person's doing. So when you go onto somebody's Instagram account, <clears throat> you're going through and you're looking at it like it's a uh, portfolio of their work. You can just scroll right through all the things that they have there and it's laid out like a portfolio. It's almost like it was designed for artists. So it works really well for me. That's great. And you're, and you're growing that following, I would imagine, as you said, you know, Netflix found you because of social media, but now people are finding you because of Netflix, I would imagine. Many more than, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's made a very big difference, yeah. I'm sure it has. (laughs) Well, as, as Greater Lansing grows and more talent emerges from here, what do you think has to happen to make Lansing a city known for its strong arts community beyond us knowing that about ourselves? Just to show it to the world. I mean, public art's a great way to do that. That's the biggest way to do that. If you have a city that has, you know, the greatest artist in the whole world living there, but there's no art for anyone to see anywhere, then mm-hmm. nobody would know that unless they were into the arts community. So through the public artwork, I would say that that's definitely the way to do that. The murals, the sculptures, everything that's being put up in Lansing, those are ways of showing everybody out there that this is a place that there are a lot of thriving artists that are very talented. Mm-hmm. Ivan, what's next for you? Well, just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep making sculptures, keep building artwork, and yeah, keep doing what I love to do. So that's really the same thing I was doing before is, is what's next for me as far as I know right now. But 
I mean, you know, you never, uh, never really say no when an opportunity presents itself. So at this point, who knows? <laughs> what, what's inspiring you right now in your work? Well, the same things that I always have. You know, I look towards, uh, towards nature, motion, mm -hmm. mechanics. Those are the same things that have always inspired me. There's a lot of things that have been popping in my head lately, stuff that I really want to build, but just don't have the funds, you know, the means mm -hmm. to build. And so it's a lot of that, a lot of things that I'm kind of, uh, you know, imagining down the road when I when I have the means to that I'd really like to build. But but I also have a, a public sculpture that's going to be going up soon. It's uh, I got to get uh, started on it, but it's going to be a bonsai tree for East Lansing. And uh, yeah, a few other little works in the uh, other projects in the works. But great. Well, in the meantime, where can folks find you online? Well, you can find me on my website. That's uh, that's um, IvanEilerStudios.com. Or again, mm -hmm. you can find me on social media like Instagram on as uh, Ivan underscore Eiler. Follow me there and see what I'm working on. Great. Great. Well, Ivan, thank you so much for your time and also just for what you've brought to the city. I, it, it just, I smile every time I see your work in person. And I, I love that you've got such a connection to Scrapfest too, because as you said, watching people walk around and interact with all of those sculptures is just as interesting to me as actually looking at the sculptures themselves, is just seeing the wonder in people's eyes when they're when they're seeing these things in front of them. So it was so nice to talk with you and, and thank you so much for, for taking time to talk with us today about your work. Well, of course, yeah, I was, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of the Arts Council of Greater Lansing. To learn more about them, go to lansingarts.org.